Hello, darlings. Oh my gosh. I know. Don't, don't, don't be too harsh with me. Um, I just want to say thank you so much. You know, we always start off each episode with gratitude. So I want to thank each and every one of you for just being so patient, um, for the feedback, for continuing to stream old episodes. I know it's been a minute since I've put out a new episode. I think it's been about probably exactly like a month or maybe a month and a half since I, you know, shared my last episode, which was with Hassani. Um, if you haven't listened to that, please go listen. And we really talked about, um, his, his life story and, and the building of his brand and his business, um, a Baron Asher. So like I said, if you haven't had the chance to go listen to that, please, please, please do so. Um, but to just hop into today's episode, um, there's so much to discuss word of the year, the Christmas story, because um, I'm recording this December the 18th, which is a Sunday, and Christmas is exactly one week from today. It is next Sunday, and I am so excited to be celebrating my first Christmas um, in my first home that God has blessed me with, um, and I just can't wait to share about all the little things that I'm doing, um, so we're, that's going to be exciting to discuss today, but um, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all the folks who have checked in, for the people holding me accountable, being like, girl, what is going on. When are we going to hear from you again? Are we going to hear from you before the, the new year? I hope so. Um, we want to start off the new year strong and um, on, on the right foot. And I want to end this year on the right foot um, by just sharing what God has placed on my heart, but also by showing up. Um, and since I've already said showing up is so important, um, I have one of my good girlfriends had already asked, like, what is, as you know, as you're preparing to end this year and preparing to go into a new year. What is your work for the year? This is something that we do decide on every single year. I mentioned this in um, December of last year, 2021. So I was, you know, she brought that back to my attention. I was like, oh my gosh, I hadn't even really been thinking about that. I thought about the crazy faith card, which we'll talk about in just a second. But I was like, oh, I re feel really convicted to decide on a word for the year in my word that I have decided on and have prayed about and that God has really placed and deposited in my spirit is consistency. And this is con being consistent in every single area, but especially my personal life, because I am starting to understand that even though I am doing well professionally and uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to spend time to discuss that today. This is a beautiful, peaceful Sunday. Um, I don't feel as fulfilled when I'm not knocking out my personal endeavors and the things that I'm actually passionate about, the things that I really love doing, um, which is speaking to y'all through this forum, you, through YouTube and just interior design and, and DIY or not DIY, huh? DIY, DIY, <laughs> always me, um, projects to, to do around my home and just being around family and friends and being able to host folks, right? Those are things that I genuinely enjoy and would love to build a, a brand around, right? Which we talked about in the last episode. So I really want to show up more consistent in those spaces because um, in preparation of coming into this year, 2022, right? I also shared that I created a vision board, but a virtual one. And there's a lot of things that um, I had written down, like I said, in Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3. It says, write a vision and make it plain and submit that vision to, to Jesus, to, to the Lord. And I did that and a lot of things were uh, accomplished, right? The biggest one is home ownership. First property um, definitely won't be the last. We're going to have several, um, me and my husband, when, <laughs> when, when the Lord ordains that. Um, and the, the family that we hope to grow and, and just bless and be fruitful, right? Um, 
But there's some things that I wrote on there that did not come to pass quite yet because, and that's the key word yet, it's still going to come, not in Maya's timing, but in God's timing. But it also requires me to show up when I say I'm going to show up and to be consistent. And I really want to challenge myself. It's 11-11, y'all, too. Mine is racing. I love that number. Um, But I really want to challenge myself to be consistent. And I know if I show up consistently, in those spaces, I will feel just better and not just um, in, in the spaces I just named, but also physically, like I haven't been as active as I would like to be and how I have been in the past when it comes to going to the gym and just taking care of my body. And we, I think we forget that our body is a temple and we have an opportunity every single day to steward that in the way that we're supposed to. And I'm not going to lie, I just haven't stewarded um, that area of my life, how I have in the past. And I just want to be better than that. I, I eat fine. Um, that typically doesn't tend to be the issue, even though I love uh, pasta and stuff, but just physically getting up and being active. Um, I, I really want to be better in that as well. So my word for the year is consistency. Okay. So I want to encourage you all to think about what your word for 2023 will be. Um, pray on it, ask God for discernment. Um, but hopefully he, um, and I know he will, he will give that to you before you go into the new year. Now to get on to one of, uh, I guess not one of my favorite parts because I don't talk about this on every episode, but the main reason for today's episode and that one of our titles is discussing, um, the Christmas story, the main Christmas story, the one that truly matters, which is the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, and I love the Christmas season, the holiday season. And lately I was listening to some sermons and to a podcast that really broke down um, the theology behind um, the birth of Jesus and some things that we have kind of misconstrued throughout time. Um, but I really want today want to focus on this story to share the story. If you have not heard this, just so you um, know this part of the gospel and why this time of year is so special for Christian believers. Um, and I, I this is something that just makes me feel warm and fuzzy. So whether you're in the bed listening to this podcast or driving to work or just running errands or whatever you're doing or going to see family, um, I would love to just you to listen uh, to this beautiful, unconventional birth <laughs> um, that happens uh, to Mary and Joseph. Okay, so I'm going to be reading out of Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 through, um, oh, actually verses 18 all the way until 24, no, 25. And then I'm going to also go into Matthew chapter two, verses one through 15. Okay. Um, and we'll, we'll just flow that way, but this starts off, um, with obviously the birth of Jesus. And it is important to know that this story is also talked about in the book of Luke chapter two, verses one through seven. Okay. So it reads that I'm reading from, um, the contemporary English version interconfessional edition. Um, I know that's a very, very long, but, um, for me, this version just really puts everything in plain English. Um, it's not, um, I don't want to use the word jarring, but it's, it's easy for you to understand if you've never read the Bible, okay? All right. So 
This is how Jesus Christ was born. A young woman named Mary was engaged to Joseph from King David's family. But before they were married, she learned that she was going to have a baby by God's Holy Spirit. Joseph was a good man and did not want to embarrass Mary in front of everyone. So he decided to quietly call off the wedding. While Joseph was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord appeared to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph, the baby that Mary will have is from the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and marry her. Then after her baby is born, name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So the Lord's promise came true, just as the prophet had said, a virgin will have a baby boy and he will be called Emmanuel which means God is with us. After Joseph woke up, he and Mary were soon married, just as the Lord's angel had told him to do. But they did not sleep together before her baby was born. Then Joseph named him Jesus. Chapter 2, Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. The wise men. When Jesus was born in the village of Bethlehem in Judea, Herod was king. This man is narcissistic, y'all. That, that part ain't in the Bible, but I'm just telling you. During this time, some wise men from the east came to Jerusalem and said, Where is the child born to be king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard about this, he was worried, and so was everyone else in Jerusalem. Herod brought together the chief priests and the teachers of the law of Moses and asked them, where will the Messiah be born? They told him, he will be born in Bethlehem, just as the prophet wrote, Bethlehem in the land of Judea. You are very important among the towns of Judea. From your town will come a leader who will be like a shepherd for my people of Israel. Herod secretly called in the wise men and asked them when they had first seen the star. He told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, let me know. I also want to go and worship him. He was lying. The wise men listened to what the king said and then left. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead on went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. Remember, this wasn't discussed in chapter one, but um, Mary and, and Joseph had baby Jesus in an inn, in, in a manger, Um because, oh, not in an inn, excuse me, Jesus, in a manger, um, because there was no room in the inn for them. Um, and they were actually trekking for a very long time to, to find um, a, a place to have sweet baby Jesus. Um, and they did. And he was born in, in this major in, in this manger. OK, so um, they were thrilled and excited to see the start hopping back in on, on verse 10. Verse 11, when the men went into the house, this is what this verse says, but again, in, in, into the house and saw the child was with Mary, his mother, they knelt down and worshiped him. They took out their gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh and gave them to him. Later, they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod and they went back home by another road. The escape to Egypt. After the wise men had gone, an angel from the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, get up, hurry and take this child and his mother to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you to return because Herod is looking for the child and wants to kill him. 
That night, Joseph got up and took his wife and child to Egypt, where they stayed until Herod died. So the Lord's promise came true, just as the prophet has said, I called my son out of Egypt. Okay, so this is in Matthew, like I said, chapter one and chapter two. This story also is located in Luke. And you're like, why, well, why did they repeat this again? Remember, this is written by, um, I believe, two different authors. So they're giving you different um, perspectives. So if I go ahead and read from Luke chapter two, um, it begins with obviously the birth of Jesus. Give me two seconds. I'm getting there, y'all. Just want to make sure. All right. Yeah, we're actually going to start in Luke chapter one, because this is when the angel tells Mary about the birth of Jesus. Okay. One month later, this is Luke chapter one, verses 26 through, uh, I'm going to say 45. We're going to go down to when she um, goes to see her cousin, Elizabeth. One month later, God sent the angel Gabriel to town to the town of Nazareth in Galilee with a message for a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to Joseph from the family of King David. The angel greeted Mary and said, you are truly blessed. The Lord is with you. Mary was confused by the angel's words and wondered what they meant. Then the angel told Mary, don't be afraid. God is pleased with you, mama, and you will have a son. His name will be Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of God, the most high. The Lord God will make him king as his ancestor David was. He will rule the people of Israel forever and his kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, how can this happen? I'm not even married yet. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come down to you and God's power power will come over you. So your child will will be called the Holy Son of God. Your relative, cousin, right, Elizabeth, is also going to have a son. Even though she is old, no one thought she could ever have a baby, but in three months, she will have a son. Nothing is impossible for God. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it happen as you have said. And the angel left her. Can y'all imagine? (laughs) Literally. Continuing on, Mary visits Elizabeth. A short time later, Mary hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea. She went into Zechariah's home where she was greeted by Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, her baby moved within her. That baby jumped. John the Baptist jumped. The Holy Spirit came upon Elizabeth. Then in a loud voice, she said to Mary, God has blessed you more than any other woman. He has also blessed the child you will have. Why should the mother of my Lord come to me? Oh, my. As soon as I heard you, as soon as I heard your greeting, my baby became happy and moved within me. The Lord has blessed you because you believe that he will keep his promise. Mary had no doubt. So then um, this book continues with Mary giving praise, a song of praise to, to God. And then the birth of John the Baptist and Zachariah praises the Lord, which is Elizabeth's um, husband. And then as we continue into chapter two, right, it goes into the birth of Jesus. About that time, Emperor Augustus gave orders for the names of all the people to be listed in the record books. These records were made when Quirinius 
uh, was the governor of Syria. Everyone had to go into their own hometown to be listed. So Joseph had to leave Nazareth and Galilee and go to Bethlehem in Judea. So y'all, this is giving the reason as to why they had to move, right? Long ago, Bethlehem had been King's, King David's hometown, which remember Jesus is being born through King David's lineage because in Matthew um, chapter two, I want to make sure I'm <laughs> referencing the right chapters. I'm trying to keep it all straight. Um, it lists out that Jesus is going to be king of the people of Israel just and over and his kingdom will never end just as King, um, King David was. Okay. And Joseph went there because he was from David's family. Still Luke chapter two, verse five. Now Mary was engaged to Joseph and traveled, traveled with him to Bethlehem. She was soon going to have a baby. And while they were there, she gave birth to her first son, her firstborn son. She, she dressed him in baby, baby clothes and laid him on a bed of hay because there was no room for them in the inn. Okay. And I mentioned that a little bit earlier that, um, he was born in a manger, basically in this, um, in, in, in this barn. Um, how wild is it to welcome the King of heaven and earth, uh, welcome him into the world in that way. But God knew exactly what he was doing. So now after uh, reading through each of those stories from different perspectives, I want you to kind of start thinking about um, the details of each, right? In Luke chapter two, in that verse, uh, starting in verse five, where it says Mary was engaged to Joseph and they traveled to Bethlehem and she was about to have a baby and she gave birth to her firstborn son, which is Jesus, dressed him in baby clothes and laid him in a bed of hay because there was no room for them in the end. Um, we have to think about maybe like the fear and the doubt that surrounded this couple. But before we even really think about that, let's take it all away from the beginning when the angel came to Mary to tell her, you're going to have the the king of heaven and earth be born through you, but it won't be by your soon to be husband. Remember, they weren't even married yet. Um, and Mary was a virgin and she was a young girl. And I could never imagine, but also the magnitude of the blessing that she was car carrying in her, in her stomach. I don't think she probably fully understood it, but she trusted God enough to be like, okay, God, I'm going to do whatever, whatever you, whatever you ask of me and whatever you tell me to do, because I trust you. And I see this as an honor. And when I say, when I, I know that sounds so cliche, oh, just, you know, she is just trusting God. You have to realize she was engaged to a man who was not going to be the biological father of the baby that she was about to have. That just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And it's really not acceptable. So in her just saying, I'm going to trust God. She was also trusting that, okay, God, you're going to also go. She didn't know this, but you're going to go talk to Joseph and give him peace of mind because I, I'm in love with this man. We're set to get married, but now I have to lay down my wants my needs, my desires, and pick up yours. And in the, in the possibility of doing that, I may lose the family that I, that I thought I was about to create with Joseph. I may lose my partner. I may lose my husband because of my obedience to God. And that's why, oh, I don't want to get on a soapbox about being equally yoked and making sure that you're really thoughtful about, um, 
who your, your partner is, but it's so important to just make sure you all are on the same page and make, when I say on the same page, it's the same page spiritually. And thankfully God was able to uh, send an angel to speak with Joseph and Joseph was obedient and he was also willing to listen and, and, and to understand and to have compassion because technically he could have had Mary killed. He could have had her stoned to death. He could have been like, Mary, you are lying. There's no way that someone just pops up pregnant and didn't have sex with somebody. That doesn't happen. But he chose to trust God as well. And I think sometimes we get so hung up in the story that we just focus on um, sweet baby Jesus and Mary, but we ignore what Joseph was really asked to do in this moment. No, Joseph didn't carry sweet baby Jesus in his stomach, in his womb, but he had to ignore what everyone was thinking about, not only him, but his soon-to-be wife. He had to make a really difficult decision to stay and support his future wife through this journey and to do so with love and compassion and to, to also plan to still marry her after that. Also, to also with, with staying from having sex with her and anyone else in this time because they couldn't, can, not conceive, but they couldn't have sex until after she gave birth to sweet baby Jesus. So he went from being a fiance to going into dad mode and to, to husband mode quickly before they even officially got married, which is just so wild to me. And the sacrifices that he had to make in this whole situation. I also thought it was really dope uh, of Jesus. I say Jesus because I always use Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit interchangeably, but they are a holy trinity. But I thought it was really dope of, of God to um, bless Elizabeth, her cousin, at the same time with John the Baptist. And um, we'll have to get into that uh, another day to talk about John the Baptist and Jesus's relationship, but how ordained that was. And to also give a little context here regarding history and why I was harping on at the beginning um, of them going back to Judea in, in, in Bethlehem and, and leaving Nazareth in Galilee because they were instructed to go back to where King David was from because that's who Joseph was related to. I don't think y'all, I mean, every, everyone has this idea of like David, David is the guy who uh, killed Goliath and he's just, it was a man after God's own heart, but David had some slip ups and some, some big ones at that. But, um, and that's a whole nother conversation, but for God to use David's lineage to bring the King of the world here on earth you probably don't even understand my excitement and not maybe even confusion because it's the, the lineage is really messy, 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 messy sauce. And I hopefully, you know, that doesn't um, offend anyone, but he did that from my understanding and what I believe so strategically to really convey his agape love, his unconditional love, no matter how far you think you've strayed, no matter what mistakes you you've made, I still love you. I can still use you. I will use you. And let me show you how. So to give you a quick little history lesson, right? King David, David was used to kill the giant Goliath. He became king. Like I said, man, a man after God's own, own heart. 
you can go read this in first Samuel. Um, he was in battle and he was supposed to go to battle with his soldiers. He didn't because he didn't, he was out of step with what, where God called him to be. So being out of place caused him, obviously he had to make the decision himself, but caused him to be tempted by this woman named Bathsheba. Bathsheba was someone else's wife. They laid together and she got pregnant, her and King David. She called, um, well, she had called King David to tell her, tell him that uh, she was pregnant. So then he called her husband out of the war, brought him back, invited him to dinner, tried to get him drunk um, and get him to sleep with his wife so they could cover up that this, would, that this was King David's child. The man, her husband, honorable man, full of integrity, refused to sleep with his wife, not because he knew that she was pregnant, but because he was called out of war where his soldiers that he was leading was left there. And he didn't feel like it would, would be right for him to lay, have the opportunity to lay down with his wife when they couldn't lay down with theirs and be in the comfort of their own homes. Obviously, this put a major dent into David's plan. So from there, um, he had her husband killed. And because he had her husband killed, the child that they got pregnant with the first time around, which obviously I'm kind of foreshadowing some stories here, the, the, the firstborn son, um, God sent an angel to David to say he will die in the first seven days of his birth. He will die. David begged, pleaded, cried with God. But that was a part of the consequence. Again, too, this is before the birth of Jesus, right? So there was, at the time in the Bible, there had to be a sacrifice that was given. Um, so the, the first son, uh, Bathsheba, and David that was made out of adultery did die. David was depressed um, up until day seven. Once his son died, he finally decided to clean up his face um, and, and start moving in, in the right way and, and really ask God for repentance. And then they were blessed with a second child. And that second son happened to be the wisest man ever known to walk this earth, which is king besides Jesus, right? We made it very clear. <laughs> Um, was King Solomon. How wild from David's weakness came God's greatest wisdom. King Solomon was born out of Bathsheba and King David's marriage, right? After they got, after, as, after he took her on as a wife, right? That, but it came originally out of adultery, which is so wild. So for God to use that family line, right? This is not a story I'm making up. You can go look this up for Samuels, okay? Read the book. Have any questions, let me know. To use that lineage to bring the king of the world, sweet baby Jesus, Jesus Christ, into the world, I think was no mistake, obviously, because God doesn't make mistakes, but it was so intentional to show us how important forgiveness is, how important unconditional love is. Now, we don't have the gift of forgetfulness. We can forgive, but we don't have a sea of forgetfulness that we can just cast those thoughts into. That's what God has. We don't have that yet. Well, I guess we'll get that in heaven, but we don't have that. But I think he was really trying to hone in on like, I can use the messiest situations and flip them around and create the, the biggest blessing. And one of the biggest 
well, the biggest blessing he's ever given us was his son, Jesus Christ. And I know you're probably like, Maya, I thought we were talking about the Christmas story. I wanted, to, like I said, I wanted to share that context. And then two, kind of focus in on Joseph and his role in all of this and in, in the birth of Jesus. Um, and how Jesus came into the world through that lineage, but also he was born in this manger where animals were animals, y'all, not a hospital, not an inn, not a hotel, not a motel, but where animals were, were born. How, how wild is that? Um, but like I said, God is so, Jesus, he's so intentional. Um, and two, there was one part here where I said this version, they called it, um, uh, the, a home, right? When the wise men came and visited and I want to make sure we get an understanding of that because I think in most, when I grew up, most of the Christmas stories that it took the wise men three days to get to King Jesus, well, baby Jesus and, uh, in the manger and they gave him the gifts of frankincense, myrrh. Um, and that's, um, I'm not going to say that's not true, but, um, it's so important to pay attention to language here that from where they were coming from and they were trekking on foot, it took years. And that's why I also think it's important to notice, um, and to reference, um, when God says his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And the concept of time back here, you had people living to a thousand years of age. And on average, people are on, right now on earth are trying to make it to a hundred, right? That's less than like, we're missing 900 extra years. And I'm not even going to get into revelations when we talk about the millennium years when Jesus comes back and all that stuff and how life will look then. That'll be a whole nother conversation. However, um, it took them a lot longer than three days. And I'm not going to, uh, I don't want to take, uh, I don't want to confuse anybody. I don't, I definitely don't want to confuse anyone like, I, like, I, like I'm saying, um, but I just want to make sure we have a true understanding of like time frame and what this looked like and um, of, of the language, right, that's used home and child versus baby and slash manger or, or, or barn or anything like that, right? Um, so, uh, and two, this idea of the, the three days it taken the wise men three days to travel really was born out of early Christianity and folks trying to um, relate uh, this idea of the gift giver of, of Christmas and stuff. I'm not going to talk about Santa Claus, but trying to like kind of like warp that into making um, sense and kind of changing the idea there. Um, so yeah. And again, like I said, I don't want to confuse anybody, but it was just so much revelation um, like that I got from Lisa Harper's, um, episode on, um, Apple podcast called tucked away treasures, um, regarding this Christmas story that I just felt so, um, convicted to freaking share. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to just re reiterate that point, but this is such a special, special, special story to me. And, um, it always reminds me of the special song, Mary, did you know? Um, and that song basically is just conveying the message of like, Mary, did you know that your baby boy, um, was going to be who God said he was going to be and be the king of this, of this world and of heaven. And 
the, the, the magnitude of the blessing that God chose you, intentionally chose you to carry. Um, it's just, it's wild to me. Um, as obviously the story in the life of Jesus continues on in the Bible, you don't really hear much about Joseph after that. Um, he is one of the people I can't wait, um, to talk to in heaven (laughs) and be like, dude, how did you do what you do? And literally tell me about your life that wasn't recorded in the Bible. These are the things that I think about some days. I know that may be weird to some folks, but that's just that is what it is um but i want to just wrap up this episode by saying thank you for listening and i hope that this story um uh the special christmas story the 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 reason for the season jesus is the reason for the season that um you've gotten some understanding here and that you go and do your own research and you go and read um luke chapter two and matthew um chapter one and in chapter two to get some understanding of this special Christmas story and that um, as you're spending time with your family and friends this upcoming um, Saturday and Sunday that we really remain focused on the true reason for this season and that we're just grateful and that we um, show agape love in all of our interactions with folks that unconditional love and forgiveness I know the holiday season, Christmas season is really tough for some people. You're missing some folks. Sometimes it's grandmas, cousins, brothers, sisters, moms, dads, grandpas. Like we're missing some people. Um, But this is a time to just really reminisce on those memories and just be grateful um, for the time that you did have um, and try your, your best to wrap yourself in God's warmth and love. And for those that are missing folks, my, my heart goes out to you. And it's my prayer that you experience God's peace, his peace that surpasses all understanding and that you are filled with so much love and so much joy and so much hope. Hope is so important that tomorrow will be a better day. Going into the new year, 2023 will be a better year than 2022. You, you focus on uh, what God has you to focus on. You write down your plan and your vision and you submit it to him. You choose your word for the year that, you, that you're intentional about that. Rem- reminder, my word is consistent, consistency. Showing up in space is consistent, consistently for me. It's going to be so important. Um, laying that groundwork for many things to come that God has given me a vision for. Um, and, and I'm excited about that. So again, thank you for taking, um, the time to listen today. You know, we used to sign off like mapping your way out, ma- mapping out your life with me, mapping your way, mapping your way with me. Um, we're continuing that cause it's all, you know, it's the mapped out brand. Um, and we just get to greet you with the hello darling fra- phrase. Um, cause that's how I, my little country self talk sometimes. Uh, but I just want to say thank you. I'm so grateful. And I just pray that this is a special Christmas season for each of you. Um, and I cannot wait. You will hear from me at least one more time, um, before the new year. Okay. So have a great one. Continue to come back and map out your life with me.